Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Do you have your Bible? (laughs) Stay on your feet. We're going to read this um, portion of Scripture. I I can read the entire uh, third chapter and the fourth chapter of the the, um, Acts of the Apostles, but we're going to go. uh, You can read those later. We're going to go to... um, Chapter 4, and uh, we're going to begin reading with verse 8. Acts chapter 4 and verse 8. Well, you look great today. Thank you. God is good, isn't he? Are you there? Yes. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you, And to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hold the word of God above your head. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. Not an opinion. Not an opinion. Not subject to debate. Not subject to debate. Alive. Alive. God said it. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. it. He is who he says he is. He has done and he will do. do. His will continually. continually. I am who he says I am. I I have what he says I have. And I can do what he said I can do. 
Now, if you believe that, set the Bible down and thank the Lord out loud with the greatest shout of victory he's ever heard us say. Amen. You may be seated. We are following the direction of the Lord from the last Sunday when we concluded scripturally that the inrush of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost elevated believing humanity to another level that was never available to the corporate chosen under the old covenant promises. We saw that the prophets talked about the glory that would follow Christ's payment made for us and victory over death, hell, and the grave. And remember, they searched diligently to find out when are these things going to happen to whom I'm talking about Old Testament prophets and the scripture says through Peter in his epistle that they were not speaking about themselves but they spoke unto us that the things that are now reported unto you by them who are preaching the gospel to you and what are the next words with the Holy Ghost. Right? Isn't that right? Well you would think that you don't need the Holy Ghost. In order to preach the gospel. But no. The Lord didn't come to give us a subject. For rhetoric. He came to make us a living example. Of redemption. Write that down. It's a good one. So he didn't come to give us what to say. He came to live us. And so of course it includes what to say. But from his indwelling. So humanity was promoted. Because the blood of Jesus was shed. The redemption of Christ. The resurrection of Christ happened. Now the provision of the promise. That he said you will receive the Holy Ghost not many days from now or hence the promise came on that upper room on the day of Pentecost as we quoted in the earlier uh, uh, section of our time together when the Holy Spirit came although he filled the whole house an external manifestation of his uh, omnipresence your redemption, your salvation, your encounter with God, and your relationship with Him does not limit Him to the temple He lives in. But He's paid for the whole house. And your house can be a, an extension of church. Even if you have things in your house or among your family or some people, your, whatever your situation is, 
that are not 100% in agreement with your relationship with God, there still will be a measure of bleed, if you could call it that, of, of, of going over and touching in your life, in your home. Your house can be a domestic church if you're connected to a regional or a global church. And since you are, then in your house, every closet, in your house, everything, in your house, every member, in your house, every believer. He filled all the house where they were sitting. That's just a little bit. Is that all right? You agree with that biblically? And you say, well, where's that in the Bible? Yes, it is. That's where, remember now, remember, remember Elijah stayed at the widow woman's house. Did it affect the whole house? And you could go down the line. You could see when, when there was a, a, um, invitation for an anointed man of God. Does that make sense? So the house is affected. The same happened to the Shunammite and her husband. The house was affected. The entire house. So the Holy Spirit filled all the house where we were sitting. But the cloven tongues that split up 2,000 years ago and sat upon or impillared, standing upon each of us. Then it was for the purpose of we were all filled and began to speak by inspiration in other tongues as the Lord gave us inspiration. And in those languages, we were declaring the wonderful works of God in languages we did not learn rationally. It takes faith and trust to speak by inspiration when you haven't figured it out. If you wait to figure it out, it's not prophetic. If it is prophetic, it'll be in, in agreement with God and His Word. Because it is the Word of God coming out of your being. The Word of God coming out of your life. And so the Lord elevated humanity. Of course, we saw that from the 120. As one family standing there, it's noised abroad. And after all the reactions of the people, then Peter steps up and speaks on behalf of the rest of us. And he says, this is the fulfillment of prophecy. And then he talks about Christ and his death and his resurrection. And um, thousands are added that day. Because they saw an elevated, a promoted, a strengthened, a transformed group of people. And they saw a people with a gift that you can't buy. Remember, I'm going to go forward. Remember, Simon the sorcerer said to Peter, give me this power. Hit someone say power. power. See... The warlocks and the witches should be offering you money for the power you have. But maybe part of the reason the Lord is protecting you from that is to get you over your overboard assessment of the value of money 
and get into an overboard assessment if you can get there of the value of the power vested in you. Should I stop? Isn't that true? I'm, talk, I, I'm saying you, I'm saying one. In the church world, my victory, your victory, your victory, my victory. In the church world on this planet, sons and daughters of the Lord call upon the name of the Lord. We're believers in Him. Maybe seated. Thank you. We're believers in him. So victory that we have, power that we have in Christ is the utmost value. So Peter says, you know, your money, what? Because you thought that the gift of God could be bought with money. That means it can't. So, so that means that conviction has to be your conviction. That what you have can't be bought with money. And who you have has been granted to you through his personal love for you. My God. My, 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 my. So the value of the power. The value of the power. And the, the gift of God that dwells in us. The power of God that's in us. It's also the relationship we have with the Lord. That is unbroken. And also the mandate we have with one another to make sure that we have a relationship with one another. So all over the earth, it is my desire to see like the sand of the sea. New Testament believers stand up in agreement with the inspiration of heaven. And say this is not a victory waiting in the future or in the by and by. This is not an authority or a posture that we're going to wait to inherit. Christ in us the hope of glory is greater than anything. My God. And we're going to stand that way right now based upon our relationship and our faith. And, and resources will follow our faith. And emotions will follow our faith. And feelings will follow our faith. Amen. And um, so the Lord lifted us into the level of companionship with God through the agency of the Almighty Spirit. The Apostle Peter talks about it in his epistle when he said, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Partakers of the divine nature that you may be associates with the divine nature. So we could say, well, I know that already. No, associates now. Yes. Not I know that. Associates now. Yes. Associates now with the divine nature. Associates now with the victory that never fails. Associates now with the provisions of Christ. Associates now with the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So companions with God in his divine nature, meaning that we've been lifted to the level of compatibility with the Lord. So we can talk to him, he can talk to us on another level. And communication with him does not 
terminate without us receiving the provisions he made for us. On the contrary, everything we have need of when we stand praying. Believe, believe that you what? Believe. So that, that's why that's the Lord's talking about you're going to be elevated. What you're, you're going to be, have the God faith. Well, we know we can't have that without the spirit of faith. Have the God faith. Before we dismiss this meeting, an adjustment is going to happen in you. Spirit, soul, and body. And if you let that happen through the choice of your will, victory will not meet you outside. are about to change and they're about to change because the church is about to make a decision to change God if I can use the term God has spiritually wired you for a brighter day he's gonna turn up the dial of your of your brilliance and allow his glory to shine for a brighter day Listen, not the kind of day the sun, the planet's sun can bring, but the kind of day the son of the living God has brought. Now I'm not preaching, I'm prophesying to you. There is a level of Christianity that is going to shock mediocrity. Child of God in your house, in your family, in your ministry, in your call, in your economy, and in your business, God. God. And, uh, and there's going to be a level that you can decide to go into. I don't know if, how much time I have today, but would you like to find out how you can do that? Plan to participate in what the Lord has predicted regarding the church. Plan to participate. Be a gatherer with the Lord. And not be a gatherer according to your ability. Accept an ability you cannot manufacture. Accept an ability that God has given you. We are, this is our watch. Now, there's been some people before now in the last number of decades and there's been an attitude in the last number of decades where I don't want to get into it, but in the church world, there's been a little bit of, you know, mutual compromise with the world that you live in. It's just the bottom line. There is no way that you can convince Dr. Harfouche that the word of the living God has been ministered for almost a century in this nation. And yet the people of God are still wondering what the Lord has next. There is no way. Now I'm talking about a high outpouring 
of, the, of a century, but since the founding of this country, there's been um, an understanding of the power of God. And in your world and in your country. So we're heirs of some things. But I found out that the, the way the Lord has done things, and, he, and he's, he does them very strongly that way, in, in decades and then in centuries. Now I'm talking about in the house of God. In the house of God. So in the house of God, among the people of God, there needed to be a decision corporately to allow him to take us to that place of functional victory all the time. Are you listening? Because function follows faith or accompanies faith. Are you understanding me? This is really good. This is God. So our faith has evidence or function. So if, if, my, if my conviction, my living faith is limited to what I need or what my immediate family needs, that's going to affect my corporate results. It's going to affect my global witness. Sure, it's good to start there. Everybody has to start there. Are you listening? We all have to start there. The first thing has to be to be introduced by salvation to God. But when the word of God fuels my views and your views, then we do not limit the Lord with certain things that are personal at the expense of certain things that affect society. And so in case anybody's wondering if the church is going to take the back row of this human bus, sit down and be quiet, and not rock the boat. That is a lying prophecy. Not now. There is a generation that has been prepared by God for such an hour as this that you're going to allow your, you're going to make your willful choice to agree with the Almighty Spirit to lift you up into a a posture of dignity in the kingdom of God and things around you will change by the power of the glory you release the witness you share the ministry you exercise the obedience you fulfill glory to God glory to God Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that helpful? Now I said that to you by the Holy Ghost. And so if, if your first reaction was like, I believe that, but I can't wait till it happens. That's the wrong reaction. It happening or it delaying does not determine your conduct now. 
So sometimes when we go to God, how many want to be honest in the house? Yes. How many want to be honest in the house? Sometimes you go and you say, well, I'm supposed to praise God. And I'm supposed to thank the Lord for the good things I have. And, and you might be in a situation where you can't really see good things. Because every irritation is coming against you. Somebody here has lived through a period like that. And you went to, you went to do that and you, you thought, well, I don't have anything to thank God about. Anybody think that? I thought you were going to be honest. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you didn't think that. What matters is that you didn't praise on the level you're supposed to praise because there was a wrestling match between wh- why you shouldn't and why you should. So you spiritualized everything. And you, well, I'm saved and I'm going to go to heaven. I could thank God about that. Well, did heaven come here? Why are you waiting to get to heaven to have heaven? Come on, somebody. Praise the king. Praise the master. Magnify the Lord. I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be on my mouth. My, 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 my. Glory to God. And so as you recall, we were in in chapter 2 of Acts. As you recall, the elevation of the body of believers in that upper room was an elevation of the first church gathering. It's the birth of the New Testament church. And then the outreach of that concluded in 3,000 souls being added. And remember the closure or the, the, the wrapping up of the teaching or the preaching was repent and be baptized and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you. And your children, those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now that was the introduction. 3,000 are added to our ranks in one city. So we go to, uh, to the third chapter and Peter and John are going to, to the temple, the hour of prayer. It's appointment time. And there's a man there that is carried daily and laid down on the side to beg for alms. Isn't that right? Let's look at it real quick. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple. Let me stop. Everybody look at me. Look at me. If you think right now, even if you're not thinking, but if your disposition is that Dr. Harfush is ministering another sermon, you're going to miss this. If I can take a moment and tell you the truth, 
that this can deliver to you an immediate transformation and confirmation of the God standard for today. And you will be changed by experience as you have been changed in Christ. Then you'll get ready to receive what's going to be said to you. Because I could dismiss the meeting. I could lay hands on people, dismiss the meeting. But I know the purpose of our gathering today. I know the purpose of our gathering. So I'm looking for people that mean business with God. Because I've come from the God that means business with people. Now let's read it again. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple, the hour of prayer being the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately... His feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now if you notice, this is a condition that led to habitual conduct that was deficient. A condition of deficiency. His whole life. Right? His whole life he's incapable. His whole life is dependent. And his whole life consists of handouts. Now, that condition's been around. The apostles had seen that. Surely they could have come off as if they're not sensitive. And improper in their dealings with that man. But sometimes God has something greater than sensitivity. Or empathy. When God wants somebody to stand up straight instead of lie down as a victim, God will bring the God faith into the lives through a ministry gift that is willing to tell them the truth and declare it in the form 
of utterance. Remember what we're talking about by the Spirit. He was this man that's, that's a beggar. He was not just incapable of walking around playing ball and doing all that stuff. He was also incapable of generating what is necessary and needful for his own personal life as well as to be a contribution to others. He could only be a, he could only be a consumer. He can't be a supplier. No one could fix that. There are some situations in this world no one can fix. In this earth, no one can fix them. Regardless of how smart we are or what access we have to certain avenues of solutions. There are certain things that necessitate God. Now I like that. Because those are the things the body of Christ is called to specialize in. Have you been lying down? Have you been incapable? Have you been deficient? Have you been dependent on a handout? I've come to stand you up straight. Do you have a broken economy? I've come to repair it. I've come to declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, strength is coming to your being. I've come to impart to you such as I have. You're stand up your house. You'll stand up your neighborhood. You'll stand up your city. You'll stand up your nation. And 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 daughters and sons, that man had never walked in the temple he wasn't even welcome he was just put outside to receive alms he's not in the inner circle but here we are we're going to prayer that's priority that's above anything else Because no amount of power or human ability on this planet could have fixed that man. It it necessitated an impartation. Such as I have, give I thee. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. An impartation. Not only a miracle, but a saving impartation. And so he stood up straight. He received strength. Notable miracle, but he went with them walking, leaping, and praising God into the temple. Into the temple. It's coming to church. Hey, it's coming to church. It's coming to the house. It's coming to the kingdom.
walked in, walking, leaving, and praising God. And the scripture says, when the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was the man that was, was laid at the gate beautiful, and that he had been there for 40 years, I mean, in that condition. The scriptures tell us from the response of the apostles what was going on. Peter said, why do you look on us as if with our own power or holiness we made this man to walk? So the point is, he was the only man walking, leaping, and praising God. You're not going to only get a miracle. You're going to be happy to testify about it. Somebody jump up and shout like you never shouted in your life. Glory, 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 glory. So the rest of the people were not praising God for him. Do you notice that? So notice authority or victory was imparted to him through the apostles' decree as the gift of faith rose up in him. Filled with the Holy Ghost. He decreed it and then grabbed him and lifted him up. Grabbed him by the right hand. And lifted him up. And when he did, all of his body received strength. Well, we don't know if the apostles were walking and leaping and praising God. They're probably walking. I don't know. I know he was walking and leaping and praising God. And I know it says when the people saw him walking and praising God. So both are there. The The three blanks filled and the two. He's walking and praising God. They walked into the praise God, praise God. And sometimes prayer time is quiet time, especially in those days. Not in the church, but in the temple. And someone busting in on your quiet time with God. And instead of praying, they're praising. Because they've been hit by the power. And, and, and the scriptures in Acts 3 tell us clearly that they looked on him and Peter said, why are you looking at us that way? Because you, you got to look through us. You got to find out who sent us. You got to make sure you hook up with the one that sent us. You got to believe that we were sent by the one that sent. You got to believe that he sent us. And we were sent by him. And we've come in his name. We didn't come in ours. In his ability. In his power. In his victory. It's not by our own power or our own holiness that we've made this man to walk. And actually they looked on them and saw the man praising God. And saw him holding on to Peter and John. 
He wasn't holding on to stand. He was saying, wherever you go, I'm going with you. Count me a member of your body of believers. I... And I've got a lot of money saved from handouts. I'm willing to pay my tithe on everything. I've got money from the handouts and I'm ready. Come on. Come on, Lamar. But notice the begging days were over. This end time family of believers will shake its feet from a beggaring church and step into the authority, the dominion of the call. Hey! Hey! Glory to God! You will step into another level. 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 You're going to change coats. You're going to step into another level. You're not going to wear what beggars wear. You're not going to be the doormat of the planet. You're not going to be the outcast of humanity. You're going to step into the place where society is reached and people are touched with the witness of the King of Glory. You may be seated. And so, I love you. So, of course, you're children of God. You're disciples of the Lord. And um, your confidence is in Him. And your trust is in Him. No doubt about that. But to put your spirit, your soul... As well as your body, which the Apostle Paul clearly said, they would be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord. And that's clearly talking about a triunity. That means all of your being is united in the provision of salvation. And none of us is rejected. None of us is unprovided for. So when we make a choice of the will to agree with his will, it's biblical because the Lord doesn't violate our will. He doesn't want to violate our will. So when we make a a choice, we have to make it this way. We have to make it earthbound instead of heavenbound. Now that might sound wrong, But it's not. Because you are the salt of what? Okay. So what he's saying is what I gave you has made you a preserving element. 
So now that won't work if I'm if I'm two thirds or one third connected up there in the form of I can't wait to leave. Does that make sense? I'll give you a natural analogy. Would you like one? And this is not intended in any way to make a case against writing your will. I know some friends in ministry. They never took care of their will or, or anything like that until they were, they were fu- fulfilled in age. Does that make sense? And they just felt like they needed to do that. And so what happens is people normally do that when they're in the late 80s and, and they happen to live right with the Lord. It doesn't mean that you can't do it earlier because you're prudent or whatever the case might be. But don't be too prudent to make those plans ahead of time. Because those are plans that you make before you, or what's the best word for that? Depart. Okay, so you make plans before you depart. Well, how about if those plans are part of your attitude in Christianity? You're fixing to depart all the time. Well, listen. Are you the, are you the sugar of heaven or are you the salt of the earth? This earth needs us. This nation needs you. People need you. That's why part of the reason Jesus rose bodily is not only to also save us all bodily, but to have bodily presence in the earth. He, he wrote the will, then he rose again to fulfill the will. And that will has promises for the life that now is. That's too much word, right? Now you know what the prophet said to the king when he walked in and said, uh, set your house in order. What he was saying is write your will. He wasn't cursing him with death. He was telling them death is, you know, ahead of you real quick like. And I'm here to tell you revelationally. The man was like, what? And instead of the man writing his will, the man changed the will of God by committing himself. Well, let's get out of the, the, the temple a little bit. So, when the religious leaders saw that the apostles were preaching to this man, Through the miracle, the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Not to this man, to the crowd. They came and took him aside and delayed them, detained them, put him in jail for a night. But the Bible said that 5,000 people had believed. See, when you step out, walking, leaping, and praising God, and bust in on folks, 
that are used to praying and not seeing anything. Somebody's going to grab a hold on who's grabbed a hold of you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. They're going to look at you. You're going to say, my God, his economy is repaired. My God, he's not, he's not the handout man anymore. She's not the beggar anymore. The Lord. And they're not a slave to the system. You don't carry us and plop us anywhere you want to. I don't care what your title is. We're the children of the Most High. We've been bought with a price. You understand what I'm talking about? And so this is, this is wonderful. Now you talk about earthbound means we remember now every good gift that came down from above to my life is not intended to stop with me. It's intended to be a testimony and a message to others. So I have to make sure that I'm living for Christ to others. For the Lord to others. I'm for the Lord to you. Are you listening? I'm for the Lord to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you're the same, aren't you? And you want to grow in that. You want to allow that to happen in your life. Now, we're talking about elevating humanity, right? In the upper room. Immediately, 3,000 souls are added. This is Jerusalem. It's not a, a huge thing at the time, a city. It's not a huge city uh, population-wise at the time. You could look at that later. 5,000 now added. And it says, and the, name of the, the names of the men were 5,000. That tells me that the apostles spent enough time and left enough helps there to get the names of the people that believed because it's in the sacred scriptures. And the names of the people that believed in the sacred scriptures that day were 5,000 people. Because they looked at that one man that had a broken life, a broken dignity, a broken economy, a stagnancy, and that the Lord had, through his faith, imparted to him what has repaired him. And they ended up believing on the Lord. And if you look with me in your scriptures, please, The fourth chapter where we read. That the next morning. I, I want to back, um, backtrack a little bit with you. To verse 5. And Annas the high priest. And Caiaphas. And John. And Alexander. And as many as were of the kindred. Of the high priest. Were gathered together. At Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name they had done this. So now we see 
all of the household of Caiaphas, who was the high priest involved in the condemnation of Christ and in that unlawful judgment hall that he gathered the leaders in. So the whole household was there. And now they're beginning to realize that everything they did didn't stop Christ. They're, they're beginning to see, okay, we got, we got a little bit of a problem. Let's not panic. But this kind of stuff, we thought we were, we were, you know, rid of that Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We have a problem. He said, he gave such as he had. <laughs> you know, that's always uh, a revelation to some and a haunting possibility to others. In this case, it was a haunting possibility. And so Peter tells them what we read. And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done in the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you, and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom you crucified whom God raised up on the, from the dead God, whom God raised up from the dead even by even by even by does this man stand before you whole every time um, I, I challenge you every, every time you find then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost or filled with the Holy Ghost, then you know those words that are going to be shared are Holy Ghost words. Yes. It's not just the truth, it's the living truth. Yes. Right? Yes. And so we see here, and, um, and he describes to them without exonerating them, by the way, um, and this it's is powerful. He doesn't exonerate them even though he has already said in the, in the temple. Are you interested in this? Yes. I've been praying for you all night. Because I believe that today is a supernatural day yes. of your perfected victory manifested. Hallelujah. Your function. I believe that. And um, Peter had said at the, at the um, temple to them that you did it, but you did it ignorantly. It's the first time that that thing is introduced. He doesn't share it right there with the leaders. But he shared it with the 5,000 people. You did it ignorantly. Later on the apostle Paul. Would write off of that revealed knowledge. Whether he got it directly from God or not. That's not the point. The point is the church. Was uniform. 
is saying, look, if you did something ignorantly, does that make sense? Not knowing there is a chance for your reparation. Now, it doesn't mean that people that did it purposely can't repent. But I'm talking about a pattern set by the Lord. It wasn't really part of the old covenant dispensation that much. The old covenant, my people, for lack of knowledge. It's, like, like, it's not like we could approach God and we could say, well, I, you know, I, I just didn't know. So ignorance was not bliss. But in this case, because Christ supplied freedom and liberty through his price paid. This became part of the New Testament um, salvation plan. This is why no one that's lived their whole life for God and in God can automatically condemn or be above people that have a background and that the Lord washed them from their background. Does that make sense? So in the Lord, we're all one and we all have a testimony. We shouldn't, if, if, if you have the Lord, you shouldn't try to go out and get a testimony. You have one. Yes. How many are glad you have a testimony? Yes. And so he says to them, neither is there salvation in any other In any other name under heaven. For there is no other name under heaven among men. Whereby you must be saved. So neither is there salvation in any other. Because or for. There is none other name under heaven. Given among, uh, given among men. Whereby we must be saved. Now notice he uses the word saved, which is the same uh, Greek word as healed. And he uses that to talk about the saving power of the Lord and the name given among men by the Lord, the name of Jesus. So the healing power, healing the external body, does not stop there. Gets into the internal man of the heart. And affects that. And so now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. And perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled. And they took knowledge of them. That they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? For, they, for that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further. Among the people. Let us straightly threaten them. That they speak henceforth to no man. In this name. And they called them. 
and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, you judge or judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which have which we have seen and heard. Now, child of God, this is the function of your life. The function of your life is miraculous evidence of the commitment of the king to you. The function of our life is 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 function of the evidence that the Lord is on our side. And when you hit that structure where people want to control and imprison and have outcomes that are consistent with their agenda, immediately they're afraid of the evidence of Christ. They don't want it to spread among the populace. There is no program that will better the church than the supernatural program of the Lord. We can do everything that is consistent with charity and love and kindness, and we do. But we have to go beyond that. We have to share the Lord. We have to lead people to Christ. We have to minister healing and minister working of miracles and minister in great faith. We have to speak words that are willfully directed by God with His power that will raise up horizontal men and women and enable them to stand up straight with a, with a God posture ready to invade the world with the goodness and the gladness of His gospel. You cannot look back 30 years or 20 years or 10 years and be satisfied with his spiritual maturity back then. There is a role for the body of Christ to fulfill now. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.